Welcome back to another edition of the Cats Illustrated podcast. Uh, I'm your publisher, Justin Rowland, and I'm happy to be joined again by our friend and partner, Andy Ludecki of MyPerfectFranchise.net. Uh, Andy has talked about franchising with us on the site. He's talked about it on the podcast. He's been a great partner. And if you have any questions about that, please reach out to him. But before we get to any of that, I did want to talk some some sports with Andy. He's a big-time sports fan, a long, Longhorn fan. Andy, um, I know you're a college football fan. You've You've been on and familiar with the Rivals Network for a really long time, but it's just like, it's such an unprecedented time for college sports with all these changes coming down at once with the transfer portal and NIL, and I've got thoughts on it as somebody who covers this for a living, and I know as a passionate fan, somebody who's been with Rivals for a long time, what's it been like for you just as a Texas fan, as a college football fan, watching such a different experience of college sports? Yeah, um... Uh, you know, obviously, when when you when you get a guy you want uh, that you need, it's a it's a great thing for your team. But in all, it's uh, it's a little worrisome for me. I just I just I I I hope that it calms down. I I think that there needs to be a little more regulation. Um, it's uh, there's just too many people transferring. It's so less about the education now. Um, and maybe you'll say it never was about the education, but uh, like that's what college is about is, is getting a degree and, and going on in life. And I just feel like the, the student athlete moniker is, is losing its, its terminology. It's not that anymore. Um, but again, I, I hope it level sets and, and, and we maybe have some more regulation and, and, and on the NLI side, NIL side, I, I hope that. I, this might sound terrible, Justin, but I kind of hope that some of these people that invest big dollars into these players in high school, that they don't get good ROI. <laughs> uh, and maybe they don't invest that much money. And, and again, that calms down a little bit. But that's kind of where I'm at right now. Is, is it's, it's scary to me. That reminds me a little bit of a, a Darren Ravel tweet a while ago. The, 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 lady, uh, the, the women's basketball player, um, I think maybe for Oregon or somebody else, um, had, had inked a deal with Gatorade and she got hurt and she was out six weeks and Darren was like, are they going to get their return on investment? And so I think Gatorade's going to be okay, but it does open Pandora's box, all kinds of questions. And the crazy thing to me has been just like the emergence of a totally new market that never existed before. We've watched it just in real time. Like at first, I don't think companies, I don't think agents, I don't think marketers really knew what to expect. Players certainly but now we're starting to see some of the figures come out and we're learning more about the details. And I'm with you. I mean, some, some guys, it, it, college is a big part of it. For some guys, the school angle has never been a big part of it. But it can be a little bit unnerving to just see everything like out in the open, just kind of flaunted like it doesn't matter. It is about the money. It, it changes probably how a lot of people think about college sports. But, you know, with Texas coming into the SEC soon, how, how has Texas fared in the transfer portal? What's their, their experience of it been so far? Um, they definitely haven't hit on everything they've, they've been looking for. They've got a really good wide receiver that actually it's another one of these crazy things with the transfer quarter. It was a, a receiver out of Wyoming, had a stud sophomore year, um, and had some big offers in the portal. One of them was Tennessee, took it, and then transferred from Tennessee to Texas uh, like three days ago. Or something, you know. So, yeah. Um, I, how he got lured from Tennessee to Texas in the last minute 
and how he got lured to Tennessee without even visiting because he didn't visit. Uh, I, I, I'm sure we all have uh, our own uh, <laughs> kind of opinions on that. Uh, I'm certain dollar signs were, were were probably very much a part of it. What? But yeah, I think Texas has done all right overall. Um, definitely still holes in that team to compete at an SEC. Uh, high level. I think that Texas is going to be going into the SEC as a middle of the road type of team. Um, this year, I don't expect much. We're going to be playing with a, a true freshman quarterback or Hudson didn't, didn't look well in, in the times he played last year. So uh, Texas is going to, is, is up for a, a challenging season this year. How, how I feel about it is I didn't know how A&M was going to do coming into the SEC. But if A&M can come into the SEC, and now I think you got to say they're the second best program in the West, um, or they're right there. I mean, I, it, it, in time, there's nothing stopping Texas from doing that as well. I, I guess most people in the SEC would, would say that their, their perception is the only thing standing in Texas's way is Texas. I don't know how true yeah. that is or not. We'll find out as we learn more about them. Does that, is that match up with kind of your experience as a Texas fan? You always hear that about these these big big money donors that are that are messing with their the program uh, behind the scenes. Um, obviously, I'm not one of those. I don't have a billion dollar net worth, so I'm not <laughs> a big donor to, to to be part of that inner circle. But you hear about it. But for for the last ten years, Texas basketball and Texas football, there's been something in the water, and it's not been good. You know, and, right. Uh, I don't know what's what needs to change. We've changed coaches. Uh, that hasn't done anything yet. So we changed coaches many a times in in football. So yeah, I, I don't know what what, <laughs> what to expect next year. But I, I'm not expecting uh, an undefeated season. That's for sure. We're gonna get blown out. We're playing a home and home against uh, Alabama in our first year. Of it, it is this year. So they're coming to us. And we'll probably beat us by twenty plus. <laughs> 20, twenty. I think a lot of a lot of teams would take a twenty point loss to Alabama. I think I, I've always felt like there's no benefit to scheduling Alabama in football with Nick Saban as the coach because everybody thinks we're going to be the team to beat them. And I can't tell you how many times they've just like ripped somebody's heart out the first week of the season. And it seems like a lot of those teams never recover from that. Um, not 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 to ruin next year for you before it comes. <laughs> Well, you know what? I've said this on the board too. And um, you know, Kentucky football had a good year, but you know, I think Kentucky football fans will uh, maybe agree with me when when Texas sucks right out of the gate. I'm way more pro- productive with my time. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not all over the boards. I'm not having to watch the entire game. Like so. When, and, uh, so the last ten years of my life, I've been real productive because of Texas terrible football. I think a lot of Kentucky football fans are sensitive to that dynamic where they lose a game in October, they lose two games in October, and inevitably, locally, nationally, it's here comes basketball season. And I think that really pleases some football fans. But uh, but you mentioned the, the transfer portal. It is crazy. I mean, we heard for months that Tennessee had a defensive lineman, Tyler Barron, that was going to go into the portal. And he did. And we kind of looked vindicated. We looked really good. And then the very next day, he withdraws from the portal and goes back to Tennessee. So, you know, whether they they said something or there was an NIL thing that came through, or maybe guys just have incentive to put their names in the news cycle for a little while to, to generate more interest and attention for NIL purposes. So there's a million things going on. It's crazy. And I did want to ask you about franchising. How's this for a segue? 
What's going on in franchising? Any, anything new coming out of the new year or trends that you've noticed in the industry or, or things that people should be aware of if they're considering maybe a second career? Yeah, you know, as far as trends, um, gosh, service-based businesses have just had an unbelievable run since probably about four or five months into the first part of COVID. You know, right when COVID hit, uh, everything kind of shut down. And then things were deemed essential businesses and really all these service-based businesses, anything that you do to a home or a business, like painting, roofing, insulation, flooring, all that stuff has just blown up because people are staying in their homes, using their homes more. And now pretty much all over the country, we've got a home shortage and the cost of buying an upgrade home is higher than ever. The, 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 the real estate, the residential real estate market is fire hot right now. And so with that, a lot of people are staying in their own homes and, and improving them. Um, so it's like the perfect storm when you're thinking about uh, service-based businesses right now for them. They are, they are really fat and happy and having a lot of year-over-year growth and, and, and quicker ramp success. And the great thing about a service-based business, Justin, is they're the lowest cost businesses to get into from a financial perspective. So uh, it's it's a high high floor, high ceiling, low cost investment for the most part. Yeah, and that's the kind of thing, if it, somebody is interested in doing this and they're flexible in, in terms of their vision for franchising, then the timing of, of finding the right thing at the right time and striking with while the iron is hot seems like uh, that, that could be something to consider. Yeah, and right now there's a lot of striking while the iron is hot. It's uh, you know I, I'm, in a, I'm a consultant and I hang my shingle with a company called Franchise. We have 74 consultants actually. Uh, this year, 20, or 2021 was Franchise's biggest year ever. And what that just means is that there was more entrepreneurs buying franchises last year in 2021 than ever before. Um, the year before in 2020, it was one of the at least the first half was was the worst, probably first half of, of Franchise's career, you know? And then it slowly came back, but there was a lot of pent-up demand. So people are buying franchises, going into business ownership for themselves more than ever right now. It's uh, It's been very interesting to watch. Well, if anybody has anything on their mind, whether it's something you've thought about for a long time or this conversation piques your interest and you just have some questions, you can reach out to Andy uh, directly, uh, you can reach out to me anywhere on any platform, Twitter, email, the website, and I'll put you in touch with him. Andy, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, well, Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net or text me, call me, 404-973-9901. Um, one other thing I want to say, Justin, is I wanted to give a shout out to uh, Power K. In UK alum, 1988, uh, they won the contest for uh, um, a free three-month subscription to your site. So I'll be extending them three months. Um, I don't know if I've messaged those two privately yet, but anyway, just look for that message. And I really thank everybody that played along. And we're going to be doing this once a month, uh, have that contest. Very, so, very cool. Andy, love having you as a partner because it's really cool that you've been with the Rivals Network for so long and you're just like a lot of the people here and hopefully you can help some of them out. Reach out to Andy. This is Justin Rowland, Cats Illustrated Podcast. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Thanks a lot.